space where all the stars shine. Some hold greatness close, keeping out the cold, while others act as a lighthouse, telling stories untold. This is our responsibility as beings of all kinds, to search, to embrace, ride the waves and find all of our stars. This is Star Trek Bait. With Joshua, Lieutenant Canton, Kevin, Lieutenant Commander Kelvec, Chris, Lieutenant Commander Onal, and Tracy as Lieutenant Commander Vigil. This episode, the officers will be investigating a mysterious Onyx vessel. The year is 2312. It's been three years since you were promoted and transferred to the Eagle from the Copernicus. In that time, there's been some skirmishes between the Klanons and the Federation, but nothing on a big scale. The big thing is, last year, the, the Tomed event. A radical Romulan tried to start a war between the Federation and the Romulan Empire with a terrorist attack. Basically, he took a ship and, with like five other people, went into Federation space and blew it up near a highly populated star base. Their quantum, whatever... Singularity. Yeah, the quantum singularity exploded, killed a bunch of people. Um, this did almost incite a war between the two, but the Klanons decided to side with the Federation. So instead it ended with a treaty, the Treaty of Algeron, which states the Federation ban on research of cloaking technology while the Romulans retreat to within their borders and no longer venture into Federation space. The good news is last year also the Zindi finally formed, uh, they finally joined with the Federation. If anybody's seen Enterprise, they know who the Zindi are. I was about to say, the Zindi, I'm, I'm, just watching, I'm kind of in the middle of season three where they're yeah. tracking them. Well, they didn't all die, I guess. I don't <laughs> want to spoil too much. Yes, the Zindi were in the Enterprise stuff. They finally joined the Federation. We'll start with the Eagle, an Excelsior-class vessel. This is actually the start of the mission. We're en route to investigate the Farsile system. It's one of the systems that's scheduled to investigate on its mission of exploration of space just outside known Federation territory. Um, and since we're starting on the ship, does anyone want to put one of their fate points on the ship? I don't know if you guys remember or not, but you can do that with the ships. I'll put one of mine on the ship. Okay, and those these fate points are something anybody can use when they're on the ship. Kelvec, I'm assuming no, since you only have one. I have one, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> so there's one. The team player doesn't want to put one on the ship? I, I, psychology and engineering, <laughs> I understand, but no. My, my big problem is, you know, the new chief engineer will not leave me alone, so I'm not getting as much sleep. I'm a little crankier now. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So you're saying the new chief engineer is a workaholic? Not so much a workaholic as she is a socialite. Like, she likes to talk to people and help them do their work. Again, very difficult to sleep when someone's doing that. But socialite in a good way. Like, she doesn't do it to the detriment of the ship or anything. Right, right. Okay. Most other people really like that about her. I'm sure. <laughs> but you, being in the psychology field, just don't like talking with people. Me being in the find the Jeffrey's tube and sleep field. And oh yeah. That she never ever leaves me alone. 
I forgot to tell you, at the end of the last episode, mm -hmm. when you went to go to your Jeffrey's tube, it, someone had stolen your little Debbie cakes. Uh, that's not cool. <laughs> I forgot who did it. I think it was Onal. Blame it on him. He's not here. Yeah, it's Onal. Onal stole your de little Debbie cakes. He's eating them right now. <laughs> at the bar with people. Nice. Okay, so there's some on the ship. So we'll get into... No, he sends um, little pieces with ransom notes. <laughs> <laughs> Those things would probably be edible still in the 24th century. Probably so. Uh, I can't say anything. I eat them. Yeah, right. So you're going to investigate the system. Uh, the records you have from it are sparse. There was a deep probe that went into this area like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. It said that the system had three inner rock planets, two planets in the Goldilocks zone, which is good for life-growing stuff, and then one massive gas giant outside. And we will start with somebody that's not Onal at Science and Kelvec at Security. Canton and Vigro are not on the bridge, maybe because, well, Canton is in engineering, mm -hmm. and Vigro isn't on this shift. Doesn't matter. Um, Joshua, since you're not there, tell us about. Well, actually, you just created the chief engineer. Yep. I'm going to have Vig not Vigro, Kelvec. Just what is the captain like on this ship? She is a woman. She is gay, but no one knows or no one cares. And maybe she's a little more assertive to counteract the fact that she's a woman living in a or in a predominantly male-dominated uh, role, captaining. Are you thinking something like, um, not that this character took the same character arc, but how she began with... Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Um, she was she was commander of the Pegasus. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She like, was very assertive and like very stern. Is it that kind of character or? Yes, but she has a heart. Okay, yeah, that's that's. I didn't want to yeah. say she was. Yeah. Okay, so she's very assertive, very straight to the point, very just. Yes. Work or just okay. What species? Yeah. What species is she? Have they met the Bajorans yet? I don't. Oh man, that could be bad. <laughs> well, Bajorans definitely wouldn't be in. Well, they weren't in the Federation yet, but yeah. Wasn't wasn't that a race choice for characters? I'm. Uh, I know that. In the early 24th century, they were being taken over by the Cardassians. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that didn't happen until about five years from now. And actually, yeah. the Federation didn't meet the, the Cardassians until like ten years from now. Yeah, so, so I don't know if the Bajorans... Probably not. And they're not. Okay, we'll just... Just go for human. Okay. We could just say we don't know yet, but she's human. Okay, human, female, assertive, but caring. Mm -hmm. The the probably the exact not exact opposite, but the opposite of the chief engineer, who's very talkative and jovial. Yes. Okay. Once you get to know her, she's very warm and 
friendly. All right, and Car- also this this captain for her crew. Car- yes, clearly. But this this captain has to do kind of the John Luke Picard thing where she has to stand off just as right. a captain usually does. Right. That's what Riker was for, kind of, I guess. Riker was there for the kids. He was, and he was he loved Picard Day. That he did. I, I love Picard Day. Okay, Vigrel, you're not there, but tell me what is the first officer like? Hmm. Okay, so the first officer we're going to go with a male Andorian who is surprisingly pleasant-natured and charismatic for an Andorian, but also a bit cowardly. Okay. Cowardly in what way? Or just avoiding of confrontation? Yeah, I think that would be good. We're going we're gonna to break some Andorian stereotypes there. Yeah, you are. Okay, cool. And, and at oh. this point... Are Tellarites and Andorians getting along any better? Well, because, you know, I'm thinking about, like, even in the original series, they don't get along so well, even though they're both Federation. Well, Tellarites get along with people by not getting along with them. <laughs> Good point. And Andorians don't get along with anybody. So, yes? So so they're getting, yeah, so they're doing, they're getting along as well as they get along with anyone? Yeah, I guess. Well. Nice. Okay, so you guys are getting closer in the system. Captain and first officer is there. You're there. Kelbeck, give me a notice. Give me a notice roll. You're using the ships. The captain wants you and also science to scan the system. Four. Yeah, nice. Four. Okay, you and science both come back. Uh, you. Don't detect anything. Well, you do detect one thing, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the science is going to say... I'm going to say he got the same thing you did. Each planet, even the gas giant, has these Saturn-like rings around it, but they appear denser than the rings around Saturn would. And I'm saying that to the players, not so much the characters, because, like, Big Roll probably doesn't care that much about Saturn. <laughs> not really. Uh, yeah, they're also... Appear- it's a binary star system, I should have told you earlier. There appears to be matter or like energy or something from each like the suns flowing from one to the other, which is quite normal. It looks like all those cool sci-fi things where you see two sun, two stars close enough that yeah. part of their matter is going. It's really cool looking. Cool. Um, uh, one of the inner planets is missing though, so now there's only five planets. So there's two rock planets, two in the Goldilocks, and one massive giant thing. The planets seem to be not in their projected locations from previous scans, but that was taken from like 20 years ago. So, information's out of date, but that's why you guys are here, to get new information. You, in tactical, pick up something around the fourth planet. Uh, you don't know exactly what it is. It doesn't. It's not really a ship. It's more of like... You pick up nothing, which alerts you to the fact that there's probably an, an anomaly there or something. And it's about ship-sized. So the captain's going to say we're going to investigate. That's what we're here for. You guys are going to warp into the system off of the fourth planet, and you guys are going to get close enough to the ship to scan it. Give me a investigation roll. Close enough to Kill the that. ship to scan it? Yes, to scan it. To what ship? So now it's not an anomaly, it's a ship? 
Yes, you come in close and you see that it is it against the blackness of space. You don't see it, but when the ship moves, so it's your ship moves, so it's between you and the planet. You can see it's a very dark ship-shaped thing. Okay. And they're going to ask you in science to scan it. Science for information, you for tactical information. Okay. So, uh, investigation? Yes. So that's my roll? Yes. Uh, plus four, five, so three. Nice. Okay. Um, science says he's got nothing. You say the weird thing is when you scan it, you can't actually get any tactical information from it. It's not just an asteroid or something. It's obviously like... It's almost like perfectly oblong, completely black, like the color of onyx. But you can't get any tactical information at it, on it at all. Okay. So he is going to tell you. He's going to sit there. She is going to sit there. I need to change my thing. Mm -hmm. She's going to look at the screen and double-check with you guys to make sure that is there any interference? And for a three, you can tell that it's not anything actively interfering with you. It's not a Star Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can tell it's not nothing actively interfering with you. It's just like you can't penetrate it with your sensors. Okay. So she's going to say, uh, Mr. Kelvac, come with me. Comms, tell uh, Lieutenant Commander Vigrel and someone from engineering to meet us in transporter room two. And tell them to bring three spacesuits. So you guys are going to take the turbo lift down. I'm assuming you don't initiate conversation, or do you? What are your plans, Captain? Nice. Uh, she's going to say, we need to find out if what that is, one, and two, if there's anyone there that needs our help. And you propose to knock on its door? I do propose that, Mr. Kelvec. Very well. The two most talkative people on the ship <laughs> in a turbo shaft together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You guys get down. Um, surprise, surprise, Canton. You've been uh, the head of engineering has invited you to the transporter room. Lucky me. What? Yes. <laughs> And you're to take three spacesuits with you. Vigril, I'm assuming you go there too? Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys come in. Vigril, you're there. Canton, you walk in with some spacesuits. The Do captain and... Standard away team gear, tricorders, phasers? Yes, that, those will be attached to the uh, spacesuits. Okay. For all of us? Yes. She's going to say, okay, since we can't get any scans on the ship, and we have no idea what's there, but it's our duty to find out. So we're going to teleport the three of you close to the ship because we can't teleport inside because I have no idea what's in there. You guys investigate. Um, each of you, I need this from each of you. First priority, finding out if there's any beings and if they need help. Second is to get information. Captain, would it be uh, safer to fly a shuttle over and try to find a docking port? I agree. There, yes. There is, but we don't know if there's a contamination issue. So we teleport you over, teleport you back. We can deal with contamination issues that way. Very well. Mm -hmm. And if need be, we can pick you up in a shuttle. Okay. That works. 
Uh, Canton, if it's broke, fix it. Vigral? Fix the ship. If something on the ship is broken, you can fix it. That is your job. Understood. She's going to point to Vigral. You're to lead the away mission, and you I talk with me. You set up comm boosters along the way so we can talk to the inside. Kelvec, you assess any threats and keep the three of you alive. I Kevin. And she's going to walk out with that. You guys can get them on. Spacesuits, you've got a tricorders and your little phaser things. Uh, she's um, actually before she leaves, she's going to say that we're going to transport you over to the closest thing we can think is an entrance. Actually, I have this in my notes here. There was, n there didn't appear to be a docking port, but we found an abscess that we're going to teleport you to. So you guys get your All your right. gear on. Okay. An abscess. Yes. A okay. little a little hole is how they described it. A recess. A recess. Yes. I think more of an abscess, like in your mouth, like the. Yeah, same thing. Like a canker sore. Something like that. Okay, so you guys teleport right outside of it. It does look an abscess. Like a recess, whatever you want to call it. Some kind of cess. <laughs> the ship, it look, just appears to be like made of onyx. It's completely black. The ship is close enough nearby that if something comes out, they can shoot it. So, Who in our group would notice something like that? What, if the ship was close enough by? That, you know, immediately looking at this hole and be like, if something came out, our ship could shoot it. <laughs> you? <laughs> no, I don't Kelbeck, think so. I think, would, I think Kelbeck would notice that. I mean, you know, tactical. Yeah, yeah I can notice yeah, stuff like that. that. Right? Yeah. Yes. I'm a smart Vulcan friend. You would not, like, okay, Vigro, since you probably went on a lot of way missions since... You let a lot of them. They would want to beam you onto the ship, but they can't because they can't detect anything. So this is the next best thing. Okay, so we get up close. Um, what does the makeup of it look like? Can we notice any texture? or? Are you going to go touch it? Well, I mean, just looking at it, does it look smooth? Does it look bumpy? Does it? From far enough away, and I meant to have one of these with me, you know these little things... We use for fate points, like these little things. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. They. It looks like that. Like little, pretty much the little glass markers. Yeah, the little glass thingamajigs. It looks like one of those, except it's just onyx. It looks black, black. Okay. Um, if you're gonna go close, you can. Now that you're at at the abscess thing, you can see that it's it's like an indentation, and. Near the middle of it, it's actually kind of open, like an aperture for a camera or something. Or it's not mechanical; it's just kind of it's almost closed. But there's like a six a six inch opening in the middle. Okay. So you guys are. Uh, well, I'm gonna take out my tricorder and scan around the opening, see if I pick up anything now. Give me an investigation. That would be a one. No. The only thing you pick up is that you can't really pick up anything off the ship. Okay. Yeah, you don't pick up a lot. Um, yeah, for a one, nothing really. Okay. Just the fact that you can't scan into the ship. Are there any, like, um, 
kind of like access panels. It's just smooth, smooth blackness. Hmm. So I'm looking around assessing for threats. Okay, give me a notice or even an investigation big roll. What were you saying, Canton? Uh, just tap it and see if anything reacts. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Big roll or Kelvec? Kelvec. I'm sorry, Kelvec. There is um, investigation or... Said notice. I'm doing yeah, investigation. Yeah, one you want. Plus four investigation. Okay, that's you've got a five. You don't see anything automatically, but give yourself um, a boost of on alert or something that you can use. If I try to sneak up on you, you can prevent it because okay. you got like a you got like a five or six. Uh, Canton, you go in to touch, or like do you go into the abscess to touch something, or do you go just touch the closest wall thing? Well, um. My original, I, my original intention was to uh, touch the abscess, so I'll stick with that. Okay, you're reaching in to touch the abscess part, and you'll notice that that opening kind of opens up wider as you get closer into the abscess. I'll keep walking. Okay, do you do you continue and try to touch a wall? If I can go inside, I'll keep going until I can't go anymore, and then I'll try touching walls. Okay. Wait, I'm confused. I thought the opening was really small. It's it was. It's bigger now. It, the closer he got to it, it opened up more. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, everybody give me a notice roll. Three. I can't smell a thing in this stupid spacesuit. <laughs> no. That was planned, wasn't it? What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so you guys don't notice anything. You guys just see uh, Canton kind of propel himself into the abscess. And as he goes in, it opens up enough for him to get through. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to follow him. Okay, and Vigral, these comm boosters you have on your suit, they're just little beacon things you can set up as you go. Okay, well, I'm going to set one up right outside. Okay, they're little... Or or maybe it would be better just inside the opening. Yeah, so it can close behind it and not, and block you off from the rest of the ship. Can't you do both? <laughs> well, no. I mean, if just inside, then it can get through the little hole. I mean, if if it closes entirely, and there's one just outside of it, inside or out. True. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you're fine either way. So you guys go inside. I guess I have to follow them. Although this does not seem wise. Well, that's the whole point. We're here. <laughs> Hmm. You guys are in Starfleet to learn and investigate. And to fly through random unknown objects in the middle of space. You know, That's I actually have fairly start good out odds with this. I'm sorry, what? I actually have fairly good odds in my experience with this. Anytime I've put on a spacesuit and uh, gone over to an alien ship, only half of them have blown up. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, and generally, you know, I mean, most Star Trek episodes start from them, you know, beaming onto a mysterious planet or mysterious unknown. We don't know we're in a Star Trek episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, we're on television. This can't go wrong. You you could take a stunt that you know that you're on Star Trek. Crap, we forgot a red shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's no red shirt with you guys. Kelvex in red. Where's Jerfay? (laughs) Jerfay! Oh god. Okay, so you guys go in. Um, Canton first, apparently. Vigral last. 
I thought I was last. Then, yeah. Do you want to be yeah, last? Yeah, was last. Okay, cool. Doesn't matter. You guys come in. You jet in. Uh, it kind of it doesn't completely close around you. It goes back to the the same aperture size. Give me another notice roll. It's almost like I want you guys to see something. Two. Two. Zero. You guys... Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to get you guys to see something. Whatever. So, you guys don't see anything. I'm, I'm going to pull out my tricorder. Okay. I'm on alert. Do you want to tap the fact that you're on alert? Yes. Okay, so that boost goes away. You see it at the corner of your eye. When the aperture closes behind you, it looks like it's kind of a fluid motion, but once it stops, you can see that like a little little blobs of it kind of continue moving and then kind of float off into space. There's a blobs of something that are floating out through the aperture. Yeah, it looks like it was part of the ship when it aperture closed. It just kind of it, it's like the door is made of soakwood or whatever that's called. Soakwood? A solid liquid. Oh. <laughs> that's from a Wendy's commercial. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know where you use starch and water to make the solid that's yeah. also liquid? A non-Mentonian yeah. liquid. Yeah, yeah, it's a soakwood. Yeah. <laughs> v- Canton says it's non-Newtonian liquid. No, no. Kelvec does. Canton, do you call it a soakwood? Oh, it's like pudding. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, so once you guys are inside, your boots activate in your own gravity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna and you're looking around. Go ahead. I said I'm going to scan the atmosphere. There is no atmosphere. Oh, yeah, because a little hole. Yeah. Yeah. To space. Yes, this is... This is no atmosphere whatsoever. You're in a small room. Size of... A room? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so I'm going to start scanning to see if we can get any readings off it now that it's inside, because I'm supposed to be looking for broken stuff to fix. Yes. And now that I've dropped investigation down, that is a four total. Still nothing. It's There's nothing interfering. There's just nothing. You can't get a reading from any of this material. You're, okay. you're definitely still in space. Mm-hmm. There's two other life signs with you. Mm-hmm. One's a Vulcan. One's a Tellarite. They are who they appear to be for now. <laughs> But uh, keep walking towards. I mean, if paths are open to me, I'll try for the center of the ship. But otherwise, just uh, keep walking wherever I can. Vigril, Kelvec, follow him. Um, or should it be split up? Well, that seems okay. So how how many? So what's the room like shaped like and exits? There's the exit you came in, and then it. There's another smaller aperture ahead of you. And as Canton walks near it, walks near it, walks towards it, it opens up a little bit. Is there anything else in the room? No, it's just black. You've got your flashlights and your headgear on. Everything is just black and like onyx. And the tricorder doesn't show anything either. Nope. It shows space 
and nothing. What if I adjust the tricorder to do like a sonar type thing? Give me a craftsmanship. Uh, that's uh, no, or a scholarship. Or a scholarship, either one. Okay, if, it's this, if I make it a scholarship, that's uh, two. It, it's positive. You can spend a minute. Are you going to tell anybody what you're doing, or are you just... Yeah, I'll tell them what I'm doing. Okay. You are technically in charge. What do you want them to do? I'm going to keep right, walking guys. unless he tells me to stop. Crap. What's your name? Uh, Canton. Canton. Jane Canton. Mr. Canton, hold on just a minute. I'd prefer it if we stay together while we're over here. All right, I'll stop. And I'm, nice. I'm trying to I'm trying to get a layout of this room. Okay, so you sonar. Um, it goes out through the ship. You see that there's basically hallway goes out, and then it gets to a an intersection that goes across, and then one to the left and one to the right. But the room we're in, there's nothing particularly interesting. or It doesn't look interesting. There's walls, ceiling, floor. Everything you'd expect, the usual. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, Ken, if you want to lead the way, we'll, I'll follow along. Very good, sir. Perhaps we should walking. leave some communications beacons. Good idea. Like some breadcrumbs. Yes, breadcrumbs. Yeah, that story didn't really end well. <laughs> <laughs> I like Not that point. because of the breadcrumbs, though. <laughs> it was a good idea in theory. So you guys are walking down. Um, you're, you're doing your sonar thing, I'm assuming, the whole time? Yes. Okay, you're sending up more beeps. So if someone was trying to detect you, they could totally pinpoint your location. Like there's some creepy alien here trying to find you. But no, you get to the intersection, and it looks like if you keep forward, it's just going to go to the other side of the ship, and it looks just like what you came from. And then left and right, it looks like it leads off into some corridors down there and then some bigger openings. And this ship is only like 50 meters long, so it's not a big ship. Okay, well, I, I showed them the read, the the readouts I'm getting. Any suggestions, guys? Well, I assume just from my experience with um, you know engineering and stuff that the uh, helm is going to be in the front and the uh, engineering stuff is going to be in the back. Uh, since we came on the uh, left side of the ship, assuming yeah. I would say turning left would head for the helm, and turning right would go for the engineering. Personally, I'd like to check out the engineering. That seems to be the most likely spot to uh, see if anything's broken. I think that's a good idea. And if only well, there were four of us, we could split up into groups of two. <laughs> well, you are a Vulcan, so you could probably do all right on your own. Trying to get rid of me, eh? <laughs> no, well, yes, I guess. Left I or right? The bridge. You guys entered the ship. For you, was on the left side, kind of towards the front. Porter starboard. Or well, you don't know what the front of the ship, right ship is. Left. 
Yeah. There was no front and back of this ship, but... Oh, I, I assume... My character just kind of assumes from how our ship was positioned that it matches mm-hmm. exactly. There's no logic or accuracy to that. That's just... Yeah. My character's assumption. If you if you go left, there's less less of the ship to go to. If you go right, you're going towards the middle of the ship and the back of the ship from your orientation. So I'm okay. Going right. So yeah, um, I think it's a good idea splitting up. Kelvec, if you want to right. head the other way, and let's keep the comm systems open and keep placing the beacons as we go, so we can stay in communication. Agreed. So Kelvec, you're going left. Yep. Vigrel and Canton, you're going right. Yep. Okay, you guys walk. Are all of you doing the sonar thing? No. Was that a suggestion that we should be doing it? Uh, nope, I'm just wondering. Yeah. I will not. Okay. Um, everybody give me notice rolls. One. And uh, zero. Man. Zero. <laughs> nope. Okay, you walk. It, it, you is, each is, is my tricorder not giving me any, or is it all taken up with the sonar stuff? Um, it wouldn't matter for this. Okay. So it's not something along with that. Uh, you guys walk, just for flavor-wise, and since we're on a TV show, an equal amount of time, and you both you both reach an open room that's about... Ten feet open, like a small. It looks like, almost like a small amphitheater, like you would see out in the woods. When, you know, like it has like three rows, kind of, but they're they're like steps down. You don't see benches and stuff. It seems like it's made of the same material, the kind of onyx smooth room. Uh, Kelvec, you 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 op- you come up to it, and it's just a dead end. And so, just an open room like that. Uh, Canton and Vigrel, you get into it, and there's the entrance you came in, plus one on the left, one on the right, and one straight ahead. Okay, and you you said there's like, it's like a little auditorium. It's like a small auditorium, like twenty feet wide or something. Okay, what what's at the is there anything like up in the front, like what's the front where the chairs are pointing? There's no chairs. It's more just like. There's steps down mm-hmm. to a pit that's about 10 foot wide, and then there's steps up going all around. I'm going to go stand in the pit. Okay. So it's like a little theater in the round? Yes, theater in the round, not chairs, just oh, okay. steps. And I'm in one also? Yes, you're in, the, you're in one on your side. It only has one entrance and one exit. Has there been anything anywhere along the way that's looked like a computer terminal? Nothing. Everything is just smooth blackness. You've just been walking. Has anybody touched anything? Or I'm I would have probably like touched a wallet at some point. Taking a helmet off or something? No. There's no atmosphere. Yes. Okay. Vigro, give me an uh, investigation or notice. Two. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, it's kind of... it's When you touch it, it's kind of soft, and you see... You don't have to put a lot of pressure... But you can see it's kind of fluid-like, like a soakwood. <laughs> and it, there's little ripples that come out just a little bit. Does the floor do that as well when I dance on it? It's hard to dance in zero-G but with gravity boots, but you managed to do it. Yeah. Actually, give me a performance check. 
I'm a bit hindered by the gravity, so that is only a fair plus two. Well, you have a performance of three? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I love it. Anybody that takes performance skill is great. Yeah, okay. It doesn't matter. That's really good. <laughs> V-Girl, you see him doing a little jig, and, like, he's really good at dancing. Like, where'd this come from? But when you when you dance on it, you see... Um, you can kind of feel that the floor, it moves a little bit with you. Uh, can I take a sample and uh, kind of study it up close? Yeah, do that. Just just tear out pieces of black goo. That's always good. Yeah, just, just, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got collection tubes. Yeah. I got my so you, tips, you, so. Okay, yeah, you pull out, you try to get a sample, and it doesn't, it's very uh, gooey. Gooey? Gooey. It's not, um, I'm trying to think. The de- like When you first touch it, it's very soft. Mm-hmm. But then when you dig into it, the more you dig into it, the harder it gets. You get like a couple centimeters in, mm-hmm. and then it turns hard. Uh, but you can, you can scrape off a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to bring over like a little specimen vial. Yeah. Okay. And hold it out to. All right, put it in the vial. Okay. Yeah, and when you when you got to the the part that you scraped it off of, mm-hmm. it looked like the same material, just not gooey. Well, and I'll give you time to to take your time and look at it before putting it in the vial. I'm just. Okay. Might as well take it. Kelvec. Kelvec, you're in a room in the front or the back of the ship. That's very similar. Okay. What are you doing? I, so I'm up at the top. You're either the front or the back, because there's only one entrance no. or exit. So there's only one door, and it's one, like, other, like, I'm in the oh, only doorway. Yes, you're in the only doorway. Okay, but, and then I'm in uh, a round room with a little pit area down. Yes, some yes, a small pit. Okay, well, I'll walk around investigating the around the top row top okay. row see if there are any other entrances or exits or noticeable things to notice on the or investigate okay the investigate there's your uh, is that a five I have a four so that would be five yeah okay cool um you're you're um, are you physically touching anything or are you just scanning or now I'm worried to actually be physically touching things with as much as you seem to want us to touch things. <laughs> I am. Uh, what would what would what would Kelvec do? Actually, I honestly don't think Kelvec would. I don't think he would either. Do that. I don't think he would. It's not a very Vulcan and no. or science or tactical thing to do. No. Um, you're walking around. Shot. Yeah, you're walking around and. Scanning, the, you don't get anything. You can still detect two other life signs with you, which are Vigle and Canton. Right. Um, communications are still open. You're not detecting any other life signs, no atmosphere. Um, with a five, you're surprised that there's, you're just getting nothing. You're noticing that the, the room is, the floor is slightly soft underneath you, but not like a waterbed or anything like that. Just. Okay. Just a little giving. Like, it has extra padding, maybe. Okay. 
but there's you're surprised. I mean, with a five, you should you should get something. There's just absolutely nothing, <laughs> and it's not like there's interference. It's just you can't your sensors can't get into whatever this material is. You have not noticed any secret passageways or access panels or anything. Okay. So I walk. you walk around. Yeah, you walk around the edge, maybe thinking a door will open up. Nothing happens. Okay. Once I am fully encircle the room, I'll, I'll walk down into the pit. See if there's anything okay. notable down there. Nope. I just you can keep the same roll. Same same thing. Okay. Well, I radio uh, Vigril and Canton, let them know my results, ask them what have they found. Uh, we're we find found basically the same thing except the room we're in has more doors. Have you explored any of the Not doors? yet. So if you want to come on down this way, we I will be there shortly. Okay, so you're walking back, and especially for a five, you were really taken in the room. There was maybe ten feet, even at the, when you're at the bottom of the pit, between the floor and the ceiling. It wasn't a very open room. Okay. Um, you do know that you haven't seen any any kind of stairs, access tubes, nothing that would take you to different decks, even though the size of the ship would mean that there's probably different floors, or at least there should be. Okay. For a five, you can at least know that. By the time you get back, Canton has scooped up his thing, looked at it, put it in a vial, just as you walk in the room. Okay, I want to walk over and like take the butt of my phaser and tap the wall. Slightly gelatinous, up to you know a few centimeters. It kind of it kind of sticks to the phaser, but not really. It actually, if you tap it. You'll notice, you're looking at it, that some of the goo kind of floats off into the non-atmosphere. Okay. Does the phaser go off? (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Okay. Yeah, and, like, you guys have seen how the astronauts... You've seen water floating in space from astronauts? Yeah. The little balls, they they look like that. Once you disassociate it from the wall, they kind of just do that... Weird liquidy thing. And we only have gravity yeah. because of our boots, right? Yes. They're not are they magnetic boots? They're, these are gravity boots. Oh, okay. Like the anti graph things on the carts. Magic. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. what do I get from the sample? Anything? Or does it still not exist? It exists. It just you can't like you, you spend you spend a minute making sure you go from all the angles and things. Mm-hmm. It's just an, an an inert material that gives you nothing. All right, well, an unknown compound. We've got uh, three more doorways. It doesn't seem to be any danger in this ship of splitting up. Should we uh, report to the captain, or should we explore some more and see if we can actually find something? Let's let's try exploring some more. I think maybe we should give the captain a progress report. Okay. Yeah, let, let's give the captain a pro- protocol would dictate that we would update the captain with our progress. True. Let's give the captain an update and then and advise her that we intend to keep exploring. 
Okay. All right, so we radio. What are you? Yeah, what are you doing, Vigril? So Vigril to Captain. What's the captain's name? Takara. Takara. Ooh. Vigril to Captain Takara. Uh, Captain Takara, come in. This is Captain Takara. What is your progress report, Commander well, Vigril? Um, so far we've been exploring the ship. Um, the aperture have these openings that spread and clo- spread apart when approached and then retract after we pass through them. Um, we passed through a couple of these. At this point, we've not found any kind of access terminals of any kind. It's very strange. Um, and all of the walls appear to be of what is it Newtonian solid non-Newtonian non-Newtonian fluid I think non-Newtonian fluids and which respond to touch and also as the ship moves little little drops of it come off which I'm assuming probably isn't good Thank you, Commander Vigral. Uh, we've we're experiencing some some solar flares up here. Nothing the ship can't handle. Uh, take about ten more minutes, and then come back outside, and we'll bring you back. There's been no threats so far. Any life forms? No, no life forms whatsoever. No signs of life at all. Okay. Report back in ten minutes on the outside of the ship. Yes, Captain. Okay. So now we. Okay. Split up, walk down yeah. separate doorways. Yeah, we've got ten minutes, so let's try to cover as much space as we can. Okay. Set up another uh, communication beacon. Yeah, let's keep setting those up and let's keep the common systems open. All, All right, right, three pathways. Uh, who's going which direction? I'll take the middle one, and you two can fight over the others. All right. I'll go left. I will go right. Okay. You guys walk for... doesn't take very long, a few minutes. Like, one or two minutes. Uh, the person that went left... Who was that? That was me. You come to a dead end. The person that went right also comes to a dead end. That's Canton. Mm-hmm. Vigril, you come, and there's another um, open room, and it looks exactly like the one you came from. <laughs> Are there any yeah, you're now, Are there any communication beacons in no, it? No, no. There's no. It it just looks the same. You're now in the middle of the ship. You would okay. surmise. And, and still there there's two doors there's doors to either side and one door straight ahead. Yes. It looks just like the room you came from. Hmm. But not the same because you know that when you scraped some stuff off the floor, right? Like it didn't reform. Okay. There, there was a, there was a, a divot there, and this room does not have a divot, so you're not through some alternate pathway thing. Blah blah. Hmm. Kelvec, come to a dead end. What do you do? I turn around and walk back after investigating okay. and seeing nothing, presumably. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Canton. I will accidentally discharge my phaser. Cool. Give me a weapons check. 
What setting is the phaser on? Yeah, that check will determine. I rolled a two. Are you set to kill or stun? I believe by default it would have been set to stun, so just stun. Okay. You just shoot it against a wall? Yes, preferably not the outer wall. <laughs> well, it's not pressurized, so you wouldn't shoot it in space, luckily. Okay, you shoot up. You don't. You don't have to accidentally shoot it, but if you want to say it accidentally went off, that's up to you. I'm going to tell you shoot the later wall. that it accidentally went off if it becomes an issue. But no, it didn't accidentally. Go well, off. then you'll <laughs> then you'll probably not be allowed to hold a phaser ever again. True. <laughs> <laughs> Some consequences are worth taking. Okay, you shoot the wall. Mm-hmm. It shoots off energy and starts to. You can see it starting to heat up the wall, mm-hmm. and like little bubbles come off. But no monster forms out of the wall and envelops the beam or you. You just hit it and it splatters kind of the goo into the air around you. And there's just a divot left behind. Yeah, a pretty a pretty long one because I mean if you keep shooting in the same spot, it doesn't go any farther. But it gets rid of that first, I guess, layer of goo. There's no reaction. There's no steam, no anything. All right, I'll crank it up a notch and hit the same spot. Okay. Same thing, nothing. Hmm. I'll set it back to stun. Okay. There was no secret um, circuitry underneath it or anything. Right. Okay. Well, uh, well, I've already got my sample, so I guess I'll head back as well. Okay, nobody heard anything because you're in space. Mm-hmm. They could have seen something. Actually, Kelvic probably saw uh, off in the distance, Kelvic, since the hallways aren't that long. You did see a phaser blast. Uh-huh. Coming from where Canton went. So I, I, I radio Lieutenant Canton, ask him, what were you attacked? Is there an intruder... No, no, else I would have uh, radio and panic to come save me. No, just um, there seemed to be uh, you know a little more section of a wall sticking out, so I was trying to uh, clear it away and see if there was any circuitry underneath the uh, viscous. Any solid, luck? Nothing there. Mm-hmm. Give me a deceit roll. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're lying. You're lying to like the second Wait, in command of security. Don't you have some special to... thing? Well, that's about a fate point. I guess you get a fate point since I lied to you. Well, no, since like yeah, I get a yeah, fate no, point. No, Joshua, since you're human, you rolled all negatives. You give somebody a fate point. Correct. Okay, so okay. I'm going to give him a fate point because I lied to him. It's are, you gonna spend, are you going to spend a fate point to re-roll that? Does he still get the fate point if I do that? Yes. Oh. Then, yeah, I'll go ahead and use up my own fate point to uh, re-roll that. Okay. There we <laughs> go. You... Uh, five. Kelvex, do so... you want to do an empathy to see if he's telling the truth or not? Actually, I'm going to do a... Oh, it doesn't matter. Um... Okay. Yeah, you probably shouldn't lie to, like, the second in charge of security about the misuse of a phaser. <laughs> so... <laughs> Reckless okay, discharge so, of a phaser. Yep. Okay, so you guys meet back. I, well, 
Canton and Kelvec meet back where they were. Mm-hmm. Vigril, what are you doing? Well, um, of course I told them um, that I found a similar room, but um, do we bring any, like, physical tools, like a little, like, collapsible shovel or anything like that? You brought not so much a collapsible shovel, but he was given tools to fix things if needed, and there's a tool for that. You you have engineering tools. Okay. Short answer, yes. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to go over to the door on the left. The one so it opens went as down. I approach, right? Yeah, they it opens. Well, I thought I went into. Oh no, I'm, you're I'm still in, in that room. room. You're still in that room. Okay. Okay, so it opens, and I'm going to examine the wall where the door receded into. Unlike a Star Trek door that has like something it recedes to, this moves more like a fluid. And you can see. So there's really no sign of. There's no sign of entry or exit. It's just part of the wall. And now that you're looking, whenever these things open and close, it leaves behind some of those floaty black things. But like otherwise, it completely just sucks into the wall. Think of it as not two separate things. It so far you've not seen any seams, bolts, rivets, nothing. It's all like one piece of material. So the mass just billows in and out. Yes. Yeah. But every time something moves, it leaves behind some black stuff. Interesting. Okay. And you do notice if you go big in and out again, each time that aperture opens and closes. It closes a little bit less each time. So it's losing some of its mass. Seems to be losing material. Yeah. Can I mind bubble with it? Ooh. You can attempt. (laughs) Has there been anything to lead me to believe that this ship is alive? Um. Or has actually I wrote. Yeah, actually, I wrote down in the notes that it does seem to be organic. Like, the way that the that layer of whatever, it things seem, it did seem to be a little bit organic. Nothing's reached out to your mind and said, talk with me. It just has an organic kind of feel to it. Like a little bit like a cold, not just because it's space, but it moves, and there's no, like, robot parts, so... It's not without question to think you could mind meld with it. Okay, Though, well, yeah. If I feel it, I have a, a telepathic sense, right? I can. You have the Vulcans have a base one. You yeah. but unless it's something huge like V'ger, it's it's like not who? gonna V'ger. In the first Star movie, Trek one. Star Trek one. Oh, I never I never got past the ooh, look at the ship montage. Yeah. I the montage <laughs> is really long. The montage is like twenty minutes. But yeah, literally twenty my, minutes of ooh, a ship. Yeah. I I looked past that because it was the first time that ship was on the big screen, so I'm like, okay, it's it's Star Trek porn. But anyway, after that V actually he feels a a disturbance in the force almost. And but it has to be something big that reaches out to you. But you can put out your psychic feelers and do things. 
Okay, so maybe now I, I think it's time to actually touch the, the ship. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> okay, so you're dance. you're off in a hallway by yourself. I thought I had started walking back once I saw a weapon discharge. Yes. Do, do you, did we do you, resolve that? Yep. Yes, because he told you that he fired because he thought he saw, like, he was trying to get, he was researching. Like, yeah. yeah. He actually wasn't doing it for offensive or defensive purposes. Okay. <clears throat> you can walk back towards the middle and tell them, hey, I'm going to do this or not. That's totally up to you. I will let them know and say, hey, Art, I have a suspicion that these this may be organic. Mm. Interesting conjecture. How do we go about proving that? Or testing well, it? We've got samples. If we take the samples back to the ship, that should in part help us to... to I mean, maybe the ship, we can analyze them better. Um, now, while they're doing this, I'm going to be reaching out and touching the wall. Okay. Nice. I like... Tracy, I want to say that was awesome. You role-played great. I love it. Well, both of you guys did. Even though knowing he wanted to touch the thing, you're like, I'm going to be in character. <laughs> okay, so you're going to touch the wall? Yes. Give me a discipline or willpower check, whichever one. Discipline. You're about your... Five. So you get that plus two. Okay, I'm going to give you yeah, a fake point. Plus two? Because you, you now have a... You control your emotions and things at yeah. plus two. So whenever you try to mind meld or Vulcan nerve pinch somebody, you get a weapons damage of two. Okay. So you guys see, I'm going to give you a fake point, and, well, we can talk about it for a second. I don't want to say what you see yet. I'm going to give you a fake point for you to trust me, how can I describe it? <laughs> um, <clears throat> you're going to touch... They're going to see you touch the wall. For, for a discipline that high, they're going to see you touch the wall, feel around a little bit, you know, like move your head like a Vulcan, and then... That I'm clearly sensing something. You're looking like... You know in um, 5, when he is mind-melding with... Uh, the, tra the traitor. What's her name? Oh, yeah. You know, like, he's, he's, he's got her, and then he puts his other hand on her and moves it around like he's searching. Yeah. It's, they see you, you put your hand up there, and you move, and then you put your other one up there, and you're moving around. Um, would you be one to scream if you had immense mental damage, or would you just pass out? I would think I would scream. Okay, I'm going to give you a fade point. I'm not killing you or anything. I'm knocking you out of the scene, and I will tell you later on what you saw yeah. for dramatic effect. Well, what other effect is there? Exactly. Okay. So you guys see that. He reaches out to the wall. As Vigro, you're talking about, we can take it to the ship and do the science thing. <laughs> and then Camden's like just thinking about apples or something. <laughs> So he reaches out, and then he's quiet, which he usually is, but 
he's different quiet. You look at him, and he puts his other hand up against the wall, and he pushes up against it, and then he screams and just, like, falls down. As he goes limp, you can't really fall in space. Uh-huh. His boots are attached, and his body does the weird, like, the boots are still attached. Thing. Okay. I'm going to run over to him. Thank you for listening to episode 16 of our Star Trek Fate Adventures. If you'd like to check out other episodes, you can do that at burneverythinggaming.podbean.com. You can also check us out over at the iTunes and the Stitcher. If you'd like to leave us some feedback, some good things, some bad things, things you like, things you didn't, ideas, thoughts, all those great things, you can contact us at burneverythinggaming at gmail.com. We also have the Facebooks. Or you can just find us on the street and high-five us because we're awesome and you're awesome. If you'd like to support us, uh, help us get better produced content, some recording equipment, all those good things so you can hear us better and maybe you can make better stuff for you to enjoy. You can do that over the Patreon. You can find links to us anywhere. You can just Google it. You're smart. Anyway, I hope you keep enjoying. Yeah.